Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Eric. And this week we are diving into November and also into Oscar season. November starting out with a very uh, female-centric um, focus on stories. We had a lot of <clears throat> stories about and starring women this weekend. And of course, next weekend we will have the big Marvel blockbuster, The Marvels, which has three female superheroes front and center. So uh, a couple of fun weeks to kick off the month. Well, a couple of uh, female-centric weeks to kick off the month. I hope next week's movie is fun because fun is not the word I would use to describe uh, tonight's main focus film, which is the new biopic uh, Priscilla, uh, which is based on the book from Priscilla Presley about her relationship with Elvis called Elvis and Me that was uh, adapted for the screen and directed by Sofia Coppola. Uh, in this one, we get, you know, Elvis has been the pro the focus of a couple of very big projects in consecutive years. Last year during the summer, we had Baz Luhrmann's Elvis uh, starring Austin Butler, which earned a Best Picture nomination, earned a Best Actor nomination, um, was really a focus on his career and his music. They had almost all of his canon of songs in there. This one uh, released here, the wide release first weekend in November puts the focus on the relationship between Priscilla Presley and Elvis, something we didn't see a whole lot of, despite being what was a nearly three-hour biopic film last year. Uh, this one has a decidedly different tone. We pick up in Germany in 1959. We're introduced to a 14-year-old Priscilla, played by uh, Kaylee Spaney, uh, who is invited to, uh, who is living on a military base with her uh, family. Her father had been assigned there in Germany, and this is during the time when a then 24-year-old, Elvis Presley, was in the army. Uh, she gets invited over to his house, a connection sparks, and we watch a relationship that in the film, I think, spans 12 or 13 years, I think we're supposed to have ended right around 1972, 73. So um, we get a pretty big slice of life. It has a decidedly different feel, a decidedly different tone, and a decidedly different portrait of the iconic singer. Eric, what did this movie do for you? Made me sleepy. Uh, as if uh, you're laying in a house with all of the lighting of the house off and just letting sunlight in through the windows and you're taking a nap. But every once in a while, somebody starts screaming in the other room and you're like, what was that about? And they don't explain it to you. And then you just leave. And I, there was a, <laughs> there was a lot of quick cuts and odd jumps and intercuts along the timeline here. I a, lot of, a lot of fade to blacks. Especially as we got at the end of the film. I was never quite sure like where it was going to end or what I, you were going to achieve. I was looking at my watch and I'm like, we've got to be pretty close based on the, the runtime, but I don't yeah. feel like we're coming in for any more of a landing than I felt like 20 minutes prior. And and that kind of leaves me feeling like I'm doing work for the movie, trying to piece together what it was trying to 
be or say other than just like a series of connected images. Um, you know, there's there's this idea of the way that it's pitched that you're going to watch a coming of age romance combined with one of those like behind the scenes. It wasn't the story you thought it was. And so we've already had the biopic or whatever, you know, like we've, we've seen Elvis. Now we're going to watch Priscilla. And it's, it's a very interesting idea to me. Like even just after coming off of all the buzz of, of Elvis, the movie starting this, I got invested really quickly into thinking like, okay, now where did this take place in the span of his life as I know it from that other movie? And you know, it's like right when he loses his mother, right when he goes overseas uh, to join the military, you know that this is where that's picking up on. And I love the idea of two different people living and feeling like they live in two different worlds. And I think in a weird way, these two movies complement each other, even though they have nothing to do with each other. Because if you were to watch Elvis and then this and like stop, pause the movie Elvis and start watching this part and then like switch back and forth in tone at points that feel like it makes sense. I feel like you would have a complete movie that shows more of what it feels like they were trying to earn with this because, uh, without really spoiling it, the ending to me fell really, really flat in terms of it's like kind of hard I, to spoil something that, I mean, everybody's probably Wikipedia the crap out of their lives, especially after what happened right. last year, but specifically the choice, like, you know, they don't even show her children are with her. I think you she know, said it, the one I, I know, but I mean, it, it, like yeah. it, we, we make a point that it's like, Look at just her and look how several years just happened in a span of 15 minutes on screen. And then she makes this climactic decision in a very quiet moment in home. And then you sort of know, even though it's not like true, but like the, what this represents is like her last time letting go and driving away from, from something. And I'm like, who was this person as a mother? Who was this person like, is it that she didn't know who she was? And when she started to realize who she was in LA, she realized she wasn't living her life for herself. If so, why didn't we get to spend any more than like 15 minutes on her deciding she wanted this other life for herself? There are the, there's a hint earlier on. I mean, I guess I, I, we should basically cover what the structure of the movie is, is that she, there's this very tight and very entertaining smooth kind of falling in love story that happens that has a lot of, of uncomfortable feelings, the idea that she's 14 and how are they going to play this? And I think you mentioned what about her parents? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they spend a little bit of time about, you know, my parents are never going to let me do this, nor should they parents yeah. in 2023 wouldn't let you do this to think that in 1959, they, they let her essentially as a I, I was trying to track along with the time i think when she first flies to america to visit him she's 16 and when they relent to letting her come live with him she's 17 and still yeah. in high school <laughs> i I'll, I'll be honest there's a huge swath of this um this story and when you really start stop 
and think about it that makes you that made me a little more critical of last year's Elvis biopic, which completely glossed over the meet cute and the relationship here. You know, Priscilla Presley is not much of a factor in that movie, Elvis. And probably because he decided if we we're going to make some kind of celebration of this guy's artistic, uh, where I don't want to spend time thinking about the fact that he, kept a child prisoner for like yeah, eight years before, you know, in the, in the, I didn't know that much. I guess I have not spent that much time looking at their timeline of their relationship, but in last year's Elvis biopic, it certainly feels like they kind of meet and they courted for a few months. And they got married. Absolutely not the case. They kind of meet when she's 14. Yeah. And correspond for a few years remotely. Then he just even, keeps her. Like she tries to correspond. He leaves her in the dark. And it then he keeps her like, doll, like a doll in his house for five years. Yeah. And, and he explicitly it. tells her, like, you can't have a career and me. When she asks about getting a job to keep busy. Yeah. And and it's it's odd. There's like this this huge level of passion that she has for him. And I think it's appropriate that his side of the story, she's glossed over. Or barely acknowledged. Yeah, because she wasn't that big of a factor in his life. Yeah, he it's it's well, and if you read more kind of about it too, it's almost like uh he didn't want to get married at all, but that was just a deal he had made, and then it started to look bad when people realized he'd been keeping this girl in his house for Mm. for a long time. I mean, there was a little shot a dose of 2016 uh to me for this movie which to me was the year that like so many things came out about it so many horrific nasty secrets of backstories and they like we kicked off like movements and all of this kind of stuff came out and it's like it you got to be really careful how and who you idolize and why and what categories and whatnot and and we started to realize that movie stars aren't really as much of a thing and celebrities you know, like there's always been sort of tabloid journalism around celebrities and whatnot, but then there's this idea of we put some people up on a pedestal and like glorify them, and that is going to do dangerous things to a person, and they're not going to be perfect people. And then here you've got this underbelly of like, I, I just, I feel like Elvis' life was probably turning like horrible, and then he just, he that just bled all into this he needs everything at home to be in place and waiting for him so he has everything stable and he that extended onto people like he doesn't think he doesn't realize i think that he's treating priscilla as much of an object and he's with animals too like there's there's got to be like a dog involved and there's got to be like different things it's just he's like, I got to go live my big life. So everything needs to stay where I need it to be. And I need to be free to do whatever I want to do. And it's a level of narcissism and manipulation that is, is is like creepy. And this movie does an effective job. I think at making, at, at getting the idea across of feeling trapped in that. But I think it also can, there's a conflict because she wants to be trapped in it. It's just, she, she didn't want to stay and then boom she was free you know so what what are we 
well, getting at with this. And I'm I'm, a, I'm one thumb down on this, by the way. I, I actually I liked a lot of it, but just in in the end, what are we doing? What I don't feel like I'd be thinking this if I had. I don't know if this was a, a marriage of Sofia Coppola and and that that story and this vision not quite gelling, but it just like yeah, I'm I'm thumbs know. neutral. Um, <clears throat> there were things about it that I thought were well done, but there are. It feels like you go through a long stretch where very little forward momentum happens even in terms of having some kind of big revelation or you know where are we going and then they compress down like the last 25 minutes they almost to borrow from seinfeld they yada yada her yeah her moving her to life, la and her wedding like, i was reading her, her child everything and i was reading some things about it was this time in la was very formative for her she started taking karate fell in love with the karate instructor i don't think i totally grasped that they were having an affair from that like one half minute dinner scene that we get you know and that she had realized that she had more fulfillment <clears throat> from life apart and he had kind of really Descended down, which we do remember from the actual Elvis biopic when they were talking about his Las Vegas residency, he kind of really uh, started to spiral. I remember, so you know, I I read some of the the press that came out that at least Marie Presley, before she died, had read the the script. Obviously, not seen the finished film, and was very upset with the way her father was portrayed in the film, which I can kind of understand after seeing it but priscilla yeah. presley it's based on her book she's an executive producer here by all accounts this is the the version of her own life that she wanted to tell you know and maybe is this also somewhat of a counter to the way that last year's biopic was a big celebration of him that glossed over like you know clearly it had to have glossed over a lot of these well, we couldn't. That's Fairly thing. dark like, things. Yeah, the the Elvis movie feels a lot more like it's trying to build him sympathetic and talk about his manager being the secret villain that brought a lot of tyranny into his life. And then every one of these movies about a musician, it seems to be also drugs. But yeah, and in the the biopic, you get the you know they can't cover that up because that was a big contributing factor in his death but in this one it sure seems like he started doing it a lot earlier i guess let me i think there's a different way i i would explain my feelings to sum up would be nobody should ever be treated the way that priscilla presley was treated yeah a hundred percent that that is a huge takeaway from from this and then I also just feel like I want to know what she grew up to be now. It's this movie simultaneously defines her as nothing outside of this relationship. And that is the fascinating I, I part because she built like her own business empire and has been very successful since she broke free. 
Yeah. But you don't need, I mean, there's not even a post credits role. You know how you get in some biopics where they tell you the rest of the yeah. story, even if this is the part that they want to focus on. This almost feels like it's, it is really meant to be a counter to the flattering portrait we got last year. And it does serve as that because it would be almost impossible if you watch this to think about him in the same way. Um, you know, they really, they never really even try to use his music in here. She uses a lot of different yeah. kind of musical beats and cuts. This isn't about him as a performer or his stage per persona. This is trying to lay bare who he actually was, which it definitely, when you look at the Elvis biopic, feels like that one went the complete other way and was looking at who you know, he, who he built himself to be for an audience. Maybe he was more at home there. I mean, I will say for me, yeah. the one thing that I think I really liked was the lead performance um, from Callie Spaney, uh, who, who plays Priscilla Presley. She has to start as a, you know, kind of innocent 14 year old and morph through some very weird and difficult circumstances into I mean, I guess in 73, she still would have been not even 30 years old, but definitely hardened by um, some tough life experiences. Uh, and I thought She's that came through very well. I thought Jacob Elordi was pretty fantastic, too, as Elvis, for what Just he a had creepy, to be. creepy version of that. Yeah. But he does a good job with the like the weird, you know, the accent, the cadence, and, and the mm -hmm. look kind of sinking into it so they did they did a really good job there and you know what was interesting even though you you get snippets of ellis on the phone with colonel parker you never really see him it sort of right. villainizes elvis's father a little bit it it does but that's see that's that's another kind of the odd thing about it as this movie all right coming of age story but it's about someone who fell in love with Elvis of all people. So how do you relate to it? Um, trapped into like a housewife role in the fifties with an even older generation of, of domineering patriarch where this would be common for a lot of people. And she's living a life of privilege. So without being let more into her head and the manipulations and the things that she's going through and whatnot, like we can still get that what she's going through is unfair and un, un not okay. But like, it, I think we're just so used to being fed stories where people who go through these types of manipulation and abuse, like are, are, hurt physically more that the threat feels more immediate like there's there's some i saw somebody talking about this earlier about how what we kind of get is an insight onto how elvis kind of idolized a certain kind of marlon brando he mentions and and james dean and that kind of thing but that's not who he sort of is and maybe doesn't want to admit that but she's allowed under his skin and you know he ends up marrying her versus any other woman and so it's sort of she's seeing the vulnerable human side of Elvis, but that's putting her in danger. Or is it just the yeah, drugs putting her in danger? What didn't come through is... <clears throat> strong enough for me. Um, I think you needed more 
at the beginning that would have really cemented that romantic bond. And other than, unless you're saying she was somewhat starstruck, but even as a young girl, when she's arguing with her parents, she keeps saying, you know, he, he trusts me, he gets me. I don't think we saw enough of that in the foundation, which makes it hard in the middle when you get to the really kind of, you know, couple of scenes of physical violence, number mm -hmm. of sequences where she suspects he's being unfaithful. And a lot of this happens before they're ever married. So it's not like she's staying in it for the marriage or the marriage dog. Or a child again. I don't think they did enough to explain why she stayed. Yeah, and like like we pretty we I think they started very well. I I I bought into watching the months on the calendar disappear while she's watching him live his life from the sidelines and missing him and 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 yearning for him. Like I I have never lived that experience, but I felt I completely understood and was behind her passion for that. It's it's sort of after it, like they start teasing that she's going to be taking the same substances as him. And that turns out to, as far as the movie goes, be nothing. And they start teasing that he's training her to have like a gun around her. And that turns out to just have been a thing that happened just and not really a quirk, anything. I guess. Yeah. Just a quirk. And like it's, it's that part where they start to build up what their life is together. And you're not being led into how this is supposed to have made her feel. And it's not relatable enough to a, living a common life. It's like being introduced to Elvis life. And maybe if you had read the full text of the biopic or, you know, the, mm -hmm. the biography, you'd have some of these things filled in, but there wasn't enough filled in. You mostly know she's going to stay because historically, you know, they have to she get stayed. to some point where they got married and had, you know, had a child and yeah. And it was interesting to me, too, the few times you do see her in the Elvis biopic, she's on the road and traveling with Elvis, mm. which this movie makes seem like was never allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just an interesting thing to reconcile the performances. I think for me, for both of them, I didn't actually love the Elvis biopic, there were some things about it I thought were well-crafted and I thought Austin Butler's performance was really good, but it didn't totally work for me. And I almost feel the same exactly about this. I, I think I gave them literally the same scores. Mm. Uh, you know, the performances were good. There were some things about the, the style and creating the period that I thought, you know, dropped you into this world. But there was just, in both cases, there's something missing from the story and i almost like your idea that these that they needed to be fused together because elvis's you know complete decline and destruction in the other biopic would have probably made a little more sense if you knew more about who he was as a person and seeing him as a charismatic performer and how he could draw people in which you never really get in this movie there is no and that is one thing that a lot of people felt about Elvis, which is why 
his music remains popular and as a figure he continues to endure in popularity because there was something charismatic and and that drew you in you don't really ever see that poor part of elvis in this biopic even in the the early party scenes in priscilla he seems a little aloof you get that one sequence where he's playing a, playing a song piano. on the piano yeah. that you know other than that he seems kind of aloof and detached and yeah it makes manage so life is just is just i want to go shooting i oh look i found a bulldozer i want to knock it down because that'd be a cool thing all his male friends are all around him constantly like they have no privacy like I, yeah which you know and odd so somewhere between reconciling the two projects, you probably get a more complete picture. I still don't know if it would be a movie yeah. that I loved. Uh, I thought there were merits to both, but it just... I like Elvis. I like the the one from last year. But I, I the thing is, I, I honestly... I, it's really hard because to me, this, this movie is in a different camp. I, I give something like... Uh, I think I gave Blue Beetle like a thumb up, right? Mm-hmm. But that is that is a movie that is like aiming at a certain type of entertainment, whereas this is a sort of aimed at adults human drama. And it's something that we don't get a lot of and something that I think we do need more of. And I I like this, but I I can't sit and watch a movie that's supposed to be all about the sort of oppressed feminine woman voice in a story that is so much about being defined by the man like it's 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 like she lived in his in his cage but the movie just seems a little too fascinated by his cage and not as much about the person inside of it after a little while and i just i i can't there's something to me but like i have to think if i lived in a world that was populated with movies like this would this be a good movie out of out of out of human drama movies and and that's where i have to say it's like a thumbs down because it's just it's just it just something feels wrong and at first it's supposed to feel wrong. She's a 14 year old in a relationship with 24 year old superstar. And they keep having the same beat where it's like, but my dad will say, no, let me talk to him. And then there's like a brief scene. And then, then yeah, he's it's like a hardened military officer that, Oh, you know, he seems like a charming guy. I mean, <laughs> this will be fine. Oh this yeah. He'll fine. enroll her in a Catholic school. As long kind as reminds you of the meme where with the her. dog's sitting there and the house is on fire. It's like, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, and after he kind of takes her and has a tearful, like dropping her off there where she's going to go live. I think you, you don't even really, there's not enough at a, at the wedding for it to even be seen like the parents don't reappear. And it's like, who is she as a person after, after, and that's probably the biggest disservice 45 minutes into the movie that it does. Because, you know, she's had a life and a career and built a lot of things yeah. on her own. Like, if you read a little bit about the the biopic, you know, her big thing after leaving Elvis was wanting to prove that she didn't, she wasn't just a figure in his shadow, that she could stand on her own and built a business and did some of those things. And that was what's weird to me, the way you... Uh, you know, I guess you're you're just supposed to believe that that's going to happen 
when they play the sad song and she drives out the gate the last time. I don't know. The last time I was let in that hard to what her emotions were, it was that she, I, my belief based on the movie that I saw, based on not knowing the real person and not having read her book, I believe that she continued to have to have a relationship with Elvis because they have a child together. And that wasn't the last time she returned there. And she never totally escaped. And she both loved it and hated it. And that was in perpetuity forever. And yet the movie tried to make it seem like she was like free from something. So I'm like, you didn't end your movie. Miss Coppola, you didn't end your movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, there is a hundred percent chance of more action sequences for our movie next week, which is the Marvels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, there's a hundred percent chance of more laughs because I didn't have yeah. any laughs uh, with this sobering late night Saturday. Um, this was not the you know the warm hug I needed after going to a football game where the team I was going to watch lost twenty three to three. But. You know, hopefully we will get some good things with the Marvels. Uh, later in this month, we have another installment of The Hunger Games coming out, Napoleon, which should be a lighthearted story coming to theaters yeah. just in time for Thanksgiving. Because what I think of when I think of warm family holidays is uh, a dictator trying to conquer the world. Um, and the know. inspirational action-packed story of how he did so. I have my gripes about the way this movie's being promoted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the feel-good dictator story of the year. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Eric, I haven't talked about it yet, but there are a couple of classic Christmas films that turn 20 years old that are being re-released re in theaters this year that uh, might be worth touching on at the beginning of December. Uh, oh. So hopefully we will have some lighthearted things coming. Uh, so Priscilla, of all the movies out there, this is one of them uh, that you can go check out. Uh, you know, maybe watch the the Elvis biopic at home on HBO Max, and then roll into this and just add to the confusion that Eric and I felt. So yeah, I think it would serve people better to to kind of mesh them a little bit. But yeah, well, that'll do it uh, for this week. Until next week, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>